action. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm a little bit nervous. I've never done this intro with anyone but Felix here. Now we've got a third person in the mix and I'm feeling the shaky shakes. It's legit. Yeah, here we go. It's Felix and now for another show. We're here to share some things for you. All of our beautiful people is true. Yeah. Welcome back to <laughs> Beyond Words. And welcome, everybody. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. Well, we recorded an episode that hasn't been released. On an iPhone. On a, it was bad sound quality, so we're going to put it on the shelf for a special release one day of the lost episodes we're gonna have secret episodes there's like three access them them through a fifty thousand dollar bitcoin donation bitcoin donation and once you get access to them they unlock the secrets of the universe yes that's why they were recorded on a uh an iphone is like we were in the midst of massive transmissions of super knowledge and we just that's all we had exactly just like when uh bands 40 years later release like their lost songs you know but what it really is is those songs were too shitty to release at the time and now enough time has passed let's make a little money off of them you say it ours was too shitty to release at the time no 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 very different that was a good one the last one yeah yeah well it's just the sound quality and i'm still trying to convert it oh, uh, the, uh, the iphone file but right. anyway uh we've got a special guest today we have a guest this is our second guest ever. We had Marta once. We did. But this time our guest is live. Wait, we had Marta live? Well, on Zoom. Oh, yes. We had a Zoom. Now we have an actual in-the-space guest. A real person. Why don't you introduce yourself, real person? Cowboy. I am alive. Not dead. <laughs> yes. My name is John. John, uh, John Wood, I'll go with. And I live here in the valley with Felix and, uh, Felix and Al. We do jujitsu together. Indeed. And uh, hopefully hear some of those um, secret transmissions from the universe. I'm still waiting for mine, but yeah. <laughs> As you look around at the sky. I know, right? I'm like, where do I point my, uh, <laughs> like my satellite to receive it, you know? <laughs> this uh, little structure here is the receiver, I think. I think. It's inverted, <laughs> and so it's just going to zoom it straight into your head. <clears throat> Usually we baptize people as they come in. And wholly consecrate everything that they do. That's the most important thing. Um, yeah, why didn't we baptize him? Uh, this is the baptism. Oh, right, right, right. Baptism by Mike. We're doing the baptism right now. Yeah. You'll get your transmission. Baptism by transmission. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we do roll jujitsu together. You're, uh, you are my favorite sparring partner because you're challenging but not <laughs> but it's not like i'm rolling with someone who's like a purple belt and just like you know throwing me around you know right. so it's, it's like hard though it's good yeah well what about like felix or sean i mean we roll we're kind of yeah sort of the same level yeah but felix is more advanced so it's it's a different thing and i haven't rolled with you in a while have i Except for in MMA, I guess. We did MMA. Yeah. That was it. We haven't rolled in... I'd like everybody, really. Six months. 
But some dudes like Luke, it's just hard because they're so oh. damn big. It's okay if you don't like rolling with everyone. Yeah. You can have the partners you enjoy but rolling with. But the ones with. you don't like rolling with are also teachers, you know. For sure. But they also hurt you at times. They can, yeah. 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 Inadvertently. I'm still recovering from an injury from <clears throat> someone I've never rolled with before. And yeah, it's kind of a pain. What? How did you get injured by someone you never rolled with before? Because I don't roll with him usually, and he's trying to hurt me. Oh, you rolled with him once? Yeah. He was, hadn't previously rolled with him. It was oh, the it was the blue blue belt. Yeah. Oh, that I, I that wild guy. You for correcting my language. Yeah. The the athlete. He did a backflip over my head and then tried to that rub was my finger up. Shit. That was that was too much. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like to lay down. It's not a sustainable style. <laughs> just 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 Very acrobatic. Yeah. Just hold on to me. I don't know. Just John, why me. why do you do jujitsu? I never uh, asked you what brought you into it. Part of it was I had turned up in the valley in December and uh, I don't think I was didn't come here planning on doing jiu-jitsu but then uh, I think on the first first couple of weeks I drank some Pedro with Chase and then he also teaches jiu-jitsu so I was like oh, I'll do a private lesson and see what it's like and then I just kept doing it. As for why um, there's so many reasons I mean you guys probably have similar reasons as well but like part of it is there's so much of jujitsu that i find applicable to life yeah business especially uh just everything um and then also with when it comes to like getting into the body and learning how to feel it's like jujitsu is a thing like the learning is partly an intellectual thing as you learn the move but to actually embody it like you have to feel it and mm -hmm. so it's a way to not just integrate jujitsu but we talk about like you did talk about plant medicine right so learning how to how to really feel. It's like it all plays, it all connects in together. And uh, so yeah, so I find it just a way to practice so many different things all in one go. And it's a lot of fun. How do you, how would you say it, it applies in business, for example? Well, it's <clears throat> a good question. Like, so in jujitsu, like an example might be, um, it's not about, at least the way we, we've been taught by Chase, right? Is it's, it's not about effort and going as hard as you can. It's about picking your opportunities. Or even like the, I had a lesson a couple of days ago and he's, he's, it was just the day after he's just done a ceremony. So it felt like I was talking to Yoda for some reason. <laughs> it often <laughs> does with him. <laughs> but he's talking about how, just, just be comfortable. That's all you gotta do. Just, just be comfortable and let them, they'll be uncomfortable. Make them uncomfortable or you stay comfortable and wait for them to make a mistake or they get tired or they start to do something and then you apply your pressure and you do your thing. So like in business, instead of always being about like working really, really hard or trying to um, outwork the other people, it's more about, well, let's be strategic about it. Maybe if we can apply pressure in the right place, we can work a lot less and still win the fight. So like focusing your energy. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's actually really very much applicable because i also feel that way it applies to life mm -hmm. but i don't know how to verbalize it so much but it's just the whole i guess it's the martial artists always kind of talk about this but it's a way of life as well you know yeah. it's like and the way chase teaches he doesn't teach moves that's part of it but he teaches like the underlying intention uh -huh. and direction which is yeah in his way it's all about pressure patience staying comfortable uh -huh learning how to be comfortable in different positions yeah yeah i think that that whole piece of relaxing in the discomfort is like essential because i know like we'll apply it to business 
is like as we started our business here like there was a lot of discomfort we're stepping out of our normal comfort zone we're we're reaching out to people we're entering a new realm of possibilities for work and business and you know, the mind will always, or the body will always follow the mind. So if I'm getting stressed out about, oh God, we got to have this and it's got to look like this. Like I find that things fall apart. So the more I'm relaxed, especially in medicine work, the more I'm relaxed throughout the entirety of the process, even when it's extremely uncomfortable, the deeper we go. Same thing in business. So as, as we're cranking up the heat in our business, as we're increasing the pressure, so to speak, we're also relaxing into it, which makes everything so much easier i want to make my life easy <laughs> it's always going to be challenging and being relaxed while somebody's got their arm around your throat is not easy but learning to relax even though i know i might get choked out you know that's a, a good skill to have I but think. your odds of getting choked out diminish if you relax <laughs> for sure it's a bit counterintuitive but yeah like one thing in jujitsu when i first started i was always in a hurry getting out of breath like maximum effort and chase thought about just like <clears throat> being patient being comfortable waiting for your the moments feeling the moment and i guess if I, it applies you know one part of my work is i send a lot of emails and sometimes they're difficult emails or triggering emails or people are triggered and instead of responding right away it's like oh just just wait settle let let my own charge settle about it and then respond from like a more centered place where once the charge is worn off so those kinds of things apply too you know it's like the patience waiting and then when the moment's right then you apply your energy efficiently <laughs> efficiency is all that's what it's all about too right yeah uh so john you uh, have a project you're starting up yeah yeah well it's, it's i'd love to hear about it it started well it ties in really nicely to jujitsu right so <clears throat> it's called Rage Heart. Right, Rage just, Heart. Yeah, the cool. name is called Rage Heart. Rageheart.co. We'll just type in Rage Heart to Google. I think it's number one now. But what I'm teaching or showing people, I didn't come up with it, but uh, it's worked really well for me, is learning to learning about the nervous system and how the nervous system responds to threats. So we go into fight or flight. Most people have heard of that. And then there's freeze. If we can't execute a fight or flight strategy, we're going to freeze. What's interesting and where it applies to jiu-jitsu is if we're getting choked the tendency that's going to raise the stress level in the body. There's going to be a release of adrenaline and various hormones. We're going to start to go into that fight or flight stage. And Chase talks about this where we want to trigger that system in the body so we can learn to navigate it when we're with friends. So then if we're out in the wild, at a bar, or when we're not with friends, we can deal with those energies. And so where it applies to jujitsu is if we let our, the more activated we get, think about it like a bell curve of arousal or activation in the nervous system. As it goes up and up and up, the higher it goes, the more we lose access to our neocortex, our ability to think, which then of course makes it harder to think of what move to do in jujitsu. So there's, we start to, the more we go into fight or flight, the more we lose access to our higher brain. So then in jujitsu, if we can learn to soothe that to actually the certain techniques for keeping the body, bringing the body down into what they call parasympathetic, we're going to make better decisions in jujitsu, but the same thing applies. You get an email from someone or uh, there's a fight with your partner. Or there's a million different things that happen. There's a stress response. Yeah. And the reason we make bad decisions is because we, when we're stressed is we, we've lost access to the part of our brain, the executive function or there's different words for it. So what Rechard is really is, is teaching people how to navigate, how to regulate their nervous system. Um, 
by different tools of awareness and movement and a big part of it's the theory understanding how the stuff works and so it applies to jujitsu it applies to business it applies to plant medicine work because to me that's what the plants are doing stuff gets stuck in the body we're clearing it out because it jams up all kinds of stuff that's going on in the body the mind so ray chart and the plants jujitsu to me it's all so related and so similar so that's what ray chart is is teaching people how to work with their nervous system so it's somatic what somatic healing somatic therapy like what so <laughs> just somatics or i'm yeah, trying probably, to understand it'd be, it'd fall under, under like under somatics okay. I, mean, I haven't been i haven't taken some uh, like certifications where i can't say it's this or that specific thing because these are all brands that you need to do their course to to use their words but it's somatic somatic just means in the like body somatic sure. the somatic self the body um that's what it would fall under if you were looking for a category to slot it into. Um, I usually avoid that word because so many people don't even know what it is or what it means. So, right. And so, what like what kind? Can you share examples of some of the tools or practices that that are yeah. involved? Like, well, an example would be like like a lot of people are anxious these days, right? So they think they've got their minds racing a million miles. They got butterflies in their stomach, clammy hands. The body's going to start to tense up, and so like in the west or in the typical like mental health model it might be meditate do some gratitude take some xanax take some xanax talk to someone um in the nervous system model the somatic model which has its i guess foundation in the nervous system this idea of threat is anxiety would be really a sense of not being safe if we don't feel safe where we are well the system's going to start to feel an activation because it wants to get to safety so it's going to try and get us to run away or to fight some attacker off Um, and so one of the first practices the first things you teach people i teach people is orient they call it orienting to the safety in the environment so you literally look around you're like is it safe like can i look around like no tigers there's no screaming people and the act of tuning in it's that way is too is tuning into the safety that's it's already there but consciously paying attention to it can start to bring the uh, the activation in the nervous system out of fight or flight down more into a so sympathetic, you know, use some jargon here, but sympathetic is this, you know, fight or flight, this anxiety, you could say, of wanting to do something. Um, and then parasympathetic is this, sympathetic's up here. I'm using my hands to do like a bell curve, so if you can't see it. <laughs> sympathetic being this up, arousal, let's get shit done, let's run away, let's fight someone. Parasympathetic being, I'm relaxed, I'm talking to friends, I'm eating some food, right. different things like that. So if you start to when someone's anxious or even think about procrastination I think about this now as like sometimes it, can, sometimes it can be I'm not doing what I'm meant to be doing but sometimes it can be like I don't feel safe so my body my system's not going to let me focus on my task until I make sure it's safe around me there's a you know some buzzing anxiety in the system anyway all that is to say one of the first things teaching people is safety mm-hmm. the importance of safety how to tune into it and it can be external safety or internal safety so what does safety feel like when it's inside and then that can become, they call it <laughs> resourcing, when you can regulate or soothe yourself just by seeing if it feels safe inside, which mm-hmm. to me means if my heart's not racing, and my stomach feels more or less okay, and I'm not like all tensed up, I'm probably pretty safe. Because when I'm not safe, all, there's all these biological signs that tell me that I'm not safe. So if they're not there, well, I'm probably safe. Right. So it's, it's like the nervous system doesn't know the difference between an argument with your partner or triggering email and a lion <laughs> about to attack you, it'll go into that same response, uh-huh. stress response. So it's about communicating with your nervous system. Is that it in a way? Like, yeah, you could think about it like, 
because it's interesting like because you could say I'm safe but it's not really about saying I'm safe sure. it's about giving your system the raw you could say sensory data it's like speaking the language of the nervous system which is not words the words is like the language of the mind the, the language of the body or the nervous system is feeling sensation mm-hmm. so it's looking active, actually giving your nervous system the yeah the raw data which could be light could be sound like a lack of scuffling um things like that and then the nervous system can then go oh i understand like oh i'm actually kind of safe right now mm-hmm. so i can probably you know let my guard down a little bit more mm-hmm. wow so a lot of it is kind of going into those unconscious responses and reprogramming them reprogramming them from a conscious level with awareness of your surroundings or either external or internal surroundings or environment i should say like you're re are you trying to reprogram the the nervous system to react differently to those responses anxiety stress whatever it is well part of it can be yeah there's probably an element of building building new habits there's a book by a guy called uh, peter levine called waking the tiger yeah which is about animals in the wild they, they don't get ptsd the way humans do or all these they shake it off problems what's that they just shake, they it, shake off. it off they kinda, and they're in more danger than we are and they're fine and so with these like orienting to safety, learning how to tune into the body, how to what it actually feels like to be in the body, these are all things that are for mammals or should just be online naturally all the time. So there's an element of reawakening instincts. But then the part where it connects to the plant medicine work is that so they talk about like a stress response, right? So there's a like an example would be a screaming parent. A parent that makes a child feel that they're unsafe or that they're unloved or unworthy because they screamed or fell over or did they just did something. The parent's not happy, the parent screams at them, the child feels unsafe. The child wants to scream and rage and do something, but maybe it's not safe because they know if they continue doing that, the parent's going to smack them or hurt them, and they can't run away, right? So they've got this stress response mounting that's been uh, initiated by the situation with the parent. The stress starts coming up and building and building, but they can't run away from the situation. They can't fight back. And so the stress, they'll then go into, usually what they'll go into is freeze, where this energy, this survival stress, which would drive a certain behavior, gets frozen. It's not a temperature term, but like it sort of gets stuck or lodged in the body, which you, you guys would know from the plants, because as people come in, they're clearing things from the past. So to me, it's like this, was, this whole perspective was a way to understand almost like a sciencey way of, oh, this is the same thing. It's like all this stuff in the past stress from that didn't, get completed because the idea is the stress response wants to come up and then it wants to come down and if it doesn't get to come down it gets stuck and then we get and then it's sort of held in various points in the body which then keeps the body or the nervous system in a permanently elevated sense of arousal or threat so when someone's got anxiety it's not just simply a matter of getting safety on board it's that getting all of this stored survival stress out of the system as well because until that's gone the system's like i'm still in danger because it's literally stuck energetically in that past moment with mom or dad or the bully at school. Wow. Yeah, because so many people you, you see, and this was me too, like are stressed day to day. But if you look at them as an outside observer, everything's fine around them. And so it's like they're locked in to this stress response. And so you offer tools and protocols to empower a person to release that on their own. Yeah, because I guess you start, for example, if someone starts to feel safe, things are going to start to come up. The more someone feels safe, they're around safe people, they have a safe environment, the more they learn what it is to, f- how to feel, how to be in their body, in their sensations. Authentically, in their head, yeah. The more they 
get the hang of that, the more things start to move organically. And so it's not so much about digging things up, um, creating capacity or space. The more embodied someone gets, the more things will start to move naturally on their own. But that's really the whole thing is all that's, you know, something bad happened in the past, the stress got stuck, and it's causing all these different problems in the body. Because we talk about the nervous system, the autonomic nervous system, which does the breathing, the heart rate, skin, digestion, all kinds of stuff. So if that's all locked up with a bunch of shit from decades ago, all that other stuff is not going to work so well. Right. So it's really, that's the whole thing. Is we're just cleaning the whole system, which means the same thing the plants do. Because this is where, where it all clicked for me. Well, where it started. To like <laughs> where, where I realized, I guess, how much this stuff works is I was drinking ayahuasca in Australia at home on my own. And I started, I've been doing this course with this woman for a few months. And I started playing with one of the techniques, this voo sound, right? So it's a way to, using sound to drop from the... Um, sympathetic activation into parasympathetic. So the idea is we have a ventral... Have you guys heard of the, uh, the vagus nerve? Yeah. So you've got your dorsal vagal, which I think goes down the back, down to your gut, which is like your uh, freeze, free, that'll control the freeze response. The ventral vagal goes down the front to your heart and that'll drop you into more... Um, like a rest, like probably what we're in right now. We're talking, we're social, we could eat some food, we can digest it. Like we're relaxed, but we're alert. Whereas this one down here, the dorsal vagal is more like, I'm in shock, I'm completely numb, I can't feel anything. I'm spaced out, I'm disassociated. And so <clears throat> there's different techniques, right, <clears throat> for activating the vagus nerve if you weren't with friends, for example, which could be using voice. Because we start to talk, it's like the system goes, oh, like I must be safe because if I wasn't safe, I wouldn't be talking to my friends right now. Right. I'd be looking for the threat. So anyway, this technique was uh, the voo. Uh, this woman calls it voo, like a foghorn, right? I started doing that with ayahuasca one night. I'd never tried anything like this before. It was like, Oh shit! I could like I could send it all around the body just by intention. You send the vibration of the sound all over yeah. the place, and it. What I remember realizing at the time was okay. So these plants are trying to shift the same stuff in the body, but sometimes they need like an outlet. And if I'm all stiff and tight, it kind of has a hard time coming out of the body. The somatic stuff was like, oh, this is like dropping a little pipe into it, and like here's a little release valve for all that pressure that's trying to come out. Here's a way to let it out. And it was like, oh, they're doing the same thing. They go great together. I mean, the somatic stuff, nervous system stuff, it's fantastic on its own. The plants are great on their own. But for me, it was like, put them together. Uh, he's amazing. That, is that what you say, uh, Felix? Like, an Ikaro is kind of that in a way? I mean, directing sound with intention to move things? Yeah, for sure. I mean, with the added element of the invocation or evocation of a doctor that's going to come in and uh -huh. do unique things, you know, with that system as well. But that's, he's basically doing the same thing. He's, he's, self being, he's being his own doctor within that. That's super cool. Mm -hmm. And so, so the practices, some of it's like almost like meditative, contemplative. You look at your surroundings, you realize you're safe. There's these sound practices and there's also like movement. You said, yeah, there's, I mean, so it starts off with, so safety. So it's, it's a, it's a sequence. Right? Yeah, there's a whole, I look at it like, it's like learning a new language or a new, uh -huh. it's like learning the guitar. Like if some, if someone has been through a whole lot of serious shit in their life, people can get so disconnected from their body that if you tell them, hey, like feel the ground, they won't be able to feel the ground. They'll be like, what do you mean? Like, like I can't feel anything. And so different people are going to be at different places. So it's about re the more cut off someone is from their body, that's going to make it really hard to start to move things. So part of it's like getting someone to start to feel. 
because only when they start to feel is that's when things start to open up. So it's like learning to feel the ground, the chair, seeing what's around you, noticing the breath, um, and doing all that at the same time. And from there, it just gets more um, kind of like on the guitar where you learn scales, right? So you start with something really basic. Do, 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 do. You might start with that, like just feeling the ground. Can you just feel the ground or the chair that you're in? Start there. Do that for a little bit. And then uh, it might be like, okay, what happens if we look around and feel the ground at the same time? Okay. What if we add the breath in? So we're doing three things at the same time. And then like, okay, what if we do that while turning the head really slowly? And then turning the head really slowly will actually activate the parasympathetic system. Huh. Because think about it, if we're in danger, we're, we're going to be like this. Yeah. Think about like cats or birds when they're like looking for threats. They're like, it's all these nervous jerky movements where they're, their eyes are darting from place to place really quickly. Their head moves really quickly. If you're relaxed, it's probably more like chill, like your head's moving really slowly. Your eyes are like really lazy, soft focus. And so if you know that, that that's what um, you would be doing if you're relaxed, one way you can get yourself to relax is by just, Im or acting out, like you're embodying what that would actually look like. So turning the head really slowly while feeling the ground, while seeing around and doing it, things while standing up. So the idea is we're gradually layering in more and deeper and deeper layers of complexity. So the zone becomes more and more and more embodied. Um, yeah. And then the sound comes in, um, all kinds of different movement stuff. And it just keeps going. I've been doing it for three years. I've been working with these plants too. And, and like for me, it's been how I integrate, how I put it all together. Uh, is it specifically for people working with plants or is it applicable to any life well, situation? I mean, part of the direction I want to take it, the reason I messaged you guys is because I was like, I want to, I think there's a real need for this, these kinds of tools in the plant space because I see so many people drinking plant medicine and then they don't really know what to do with it afterwards because that was me. Like 2018, I had this massive ceremony in Australia and it, it was amazing, the ceremony, but I was destroyed afterwards. It, I just didn't know what to do. Uh, I was all over the place and so what this stuff did was like oh now I, this is like give me access to all the stuff from these plant ceremonies I've tried like tried to figure out for ages meditation and all the usual shit people say to do didn't work just made things worse or just didn't work then I did this I was like oh this is the same fucking thing um, and so I see it like just see it with people like people going to these plant ceremonies and they're not because I see it helps me so much with okay remember to feel I still forget about it like three years in I'll be in ceremony with Felix and I'll be all up in my head thinking about shit for a while and I'll suddenly be like just feel like how did I forget that like this is what I've been literally doing for three three years straight and I just I forgot it for hours at a time it was driving myself crazy so I'm like man if I'm doing that I reckon there's tons of people out there who are doing that tons of people who are still in their head especially in the plant world and to give people better tools they'll be better in the plant like they'll be better in their ceremonies they'll be smoother people will be easier for the people that they're working with and then afterwards it'll be much better as well they'll integrate it faster so really that's for everyone but I really love the idea of um, bringing it or giving it to people who work with plant medicine yeah, that's make it easier for us man <laughs> <coughs> please make it easier yeah, I mean, it's it's a fascinating thing to incorporate this this aspect. Listening to you, I'm thinking about a lot of patients that come through our door and, you know, the challenges of moving the mind back into the body. 
it's like one of our biggest things that we're especially with westerners for some reason like if you work with when i work with locals or um the shabibo they don't have that issue of getting back into their body there's already a connection built in why do you think that is uh it's a tangent so maybe no i think i mean i i really think they have a better relationship with fear and anxiety like in the jungle like if you think the shabibo in the jungle there's a snake kill it it's very like short loop in the West. We have, you know, these complex traumas that overlay into our daily life of I'm driving down the highway and I feel a lot of anxiety and I don't know why, but, and I can't put it to something that's dangerous. I mean, driving down the highway can't be dangerous, but you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I think there's a necessity of helping Westerners realign into their, their actual nervous system in a way that's healthy. You have to re-enter that nervous system in a way that you're going to feel comfortable slowly. Because this is like, that reminds me of like, a, like people say this, like just get in your body, like Chase, you know, I drink with Chase. And he's just so, seems to just be so just there. And I've spoken about it. It sounds like that's just who he is. He's just always been like that. It's Whereas, also probably his 15 years of jujitsu. That's probably or, part of it. But for someone like me, like I've been pretty intellectual up until, I still am, but certainly a lot more a few years ago. And so someone might say, get into your body, like get out of your head. Like they, I'd hear those things. What, what do I, what do you mean? What like, does that mean? What does yeah. that mean? How do I do that? And then like meditate, I've meditated for 10 years, like before I found this stuff. I was like, that didn't do it. That helped me. Like I could clear your mind. I could clear my mind, but I was still disconnected from my body. If anything, it made things worse because you know, I knew how I could sh- emotionally <laughs> just maybe more disconnected from emotions, but I'd have like a clean mind and have this nice spiritual sort of things that would come in sometimes, but totally disconnected from feeling truly the embodied human experience. And then this like nervous system stuff was like, here's how to do it. Like here's like the specific things to practice so that you feel like you are in your body. And anytime you disconnect from it, just go back to this and you'd be like, Oh, I'm, I'm back. Like it's right there. Um, and so I think so many people, I just see it, so many people are in that position. They've done all these different self-help things. They're trying to solve some really sticky issues. And it, like me, it just didn't shift. Um, so much of the common teachings and practices are focused on the mind. It's all mind, yeah. Yeah, yeah. change your stories, you know, change right. your beliefs, write about it, talk to someone about it, talk about the past. Even meditation, it's more about, depends on the kind of meditation. Meditation sure. is very broad mean a lot of things but a lot of meditation is just about clearing the mind it's not really about being embodied or even like in the nervous system stuff like one thing that's been huge for me is they call it healthy like learning to work with aggression so you've got a fight response right when there's a threat there you know you might want to run away if you can't run away you might want to fight look at what animals do when they're put in that like dogs what do they do they growl they snarl their upper lip raises the eyes are going to narrow to focus on the threat they're going to take a more aggressive stance and so meditation never talks about any of this stuff. If anything with anger, it's just, just sit with it. Just watch it. That's let it, it. Let it pass. Let it pass. Yeah, this too will pass. Whereas the nervous system way is more like, okay, if an animal was feeling this, they'd be expressing that shit. They're going to be growling. They're going to be doing something with it. And so what I've learned in the, the, the nervous system stuff is okay. Because I've had this come up before. The first time it happened was it was like... Um, it was like there was a belt wrapped around my solar plexus. And I went to a guy I was working with one-on-one and told him about it and said, I think it's related to my dad or some stuff. We didn't really get into the story, but he's just like, okay, make some karate sounds into that spot. Like a, hey, yo, ha, ha. Like as a way to like basically shake it up. 
it's almost like the Ikaro thing, like using sound to sort of break it up a bit. And he's like, now, maybe six of those, so like not much. And he's like, just track it. Put your awareness right on that spot and let's see what happens. And over the next 20, 30, 40 minutes, I'm, I'm in a camper van actually. I was on a road trip on my own at that time in a camper van in the like rural Australia in a public park with some people having a barbecue 20 meters away or something like that, like, which will make sense in a second why I told you that. But I'm, I'm in this van, doors open, and I'm tracking this thing. It's pretty quiet at this point. And as, it, as I'm just focusing on it, it starts to move up. It starts to come up. You know, so I'm pointing my solar plexus. It starts moving up into my chest, right, into my heart. It keeps going. Eventually it gets into my throat, right? So right around there, the bottom of the throat. Once it gets around there, the breathing... By this point, the breathing's increased. So this is another thing they talk about. Classic advice, take, if you're stressed, take a deep breath. Sometimes a good thing, but sometimes I can shut down the stress response that's trying to come up. So it's better to let the breath do whatever it wants to do. So the breath's coming up. Sensation's coming up to the throat. Then my... And I was not trying to do anything consciously. It just starts happening where I'm like... <laughs> and the closer it... More it moved up through my throat and then into my face. By the time I got to my face, <laughs> it was more like... <laughs> and there's all this sensation, basically vibrations all around, like the, the like my oh. eyebrows, the face, the cheeks. My lips were vibrating. And I'd already been through some of the training with how to work with this stuff. So I'm like, okay. And I'm with the guys. Like, okay, now like snarl, like raise your upper lip. So it's like a... So I wasn't making that sound. I'm raising my upper lip, like, like trying to show my teeth narrowing the eyes as well and i didn't do it this time but i've done it other times they teach you to get a towel because the idea is there's so much of this, this is the energy that kind of like kill kind of energy like very aggressive wants to destroy so it's like what do you do with it like you don't want to push that shit down for you can get into that but uh so it's like how do you let that out in a way that's healthy without killing someone so they teach you to get a towel so as i'm doing the growling and it's all spontaneous and happening i've didn't do it this time did another time was get a towel and roll a towel up and start twisting it as if I'm trying to rip the towel in half as a way to because there's so much energy coursing through the body it gives me a way to like discharge it's not discharge is one word for it but it's like acting it out because I need to do something with it and like a say hitting a tree or like you know a boxing bag or something like that that's sort of like a just a quick like huh you get a towel and roll it up and start to squeeze that it's just a you can squeeze it for as long as you want until it until you just can't hold it no more. And so all this is a way to um, basically get the aggression, the fight response unblocked. And so that kept happening after that, not the next day, I mean, but over the coming months, I have moments like that. And where it relates to how it translates into, um, like, what's the point of that? It sounds a bit ridiculous when you're going to growl. But in the nervous system stuff, they talk about if you block your aggression, if you block that fight impulse, your anger, whatever you want to call that, it, that's the same energy that helps us get shit done that gives us boundaries that helps us confront people and tell people off when they're fucking being disrespectful and so you know I had some I was living with my dad at the time and there was some things that were happening which weren't great which I wasn't doing anything about and then once that energy started to flow it was like oh now now I, I know what I need. I need to talk I need to talk to him and some other people as well and it was like that energy relates to it's made it easy to get shit done wow. in business all of it so learning to do that <laughs> and it's interesting drinking with Chase one day did a retreat with him in February and I think I told him about the somatic nervous system stuff and he's a pretty skeptical dude it's like yeah whatever man <laughs> and then on the retreat this he's thing, always like huh, I, I don't understand 
I don't know what that means. I think he's seen cool, people man. like this come in before of like, oh, I do the somatic stuff. And, yeah. And then he sees them in ceremony and they're a bit like, mm, I don't know if there's much to, you know, I don't know if it's working that well for you. Anyway, this aggression thing came up on the retreat out of nowhere. And um, I'm doing my growling thing with the town, the pillows and all this stuff. And um, Chase is, <laughs> Chase is like, 10 meters away something like looking at me like David Ottenborough <laughs> you know like an animal documentary <laughs> smoking his mapacho just like the um, and then afterwards he comes over and um, he's like what the fuck was that man and um, <laughs> I told him what I told you guys and he's like yeah it was really cool like I could literally see the energy coming off you so like as you were purging it in a way you could see it leaving the body and so it was pretty cool to hear that because it's like okay this is this is actually working. This isn't just like it's a... It's observable. It was observable by someone who's fucking... He's done a lot of the stuff. He's seen, yeah. seen a few things. So if, like, if he's like seeing it, there must be something to it. Yeah. Do you, would you say it applies... Do you ever use it in jiu-jitsu, for example? Or do you... Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. well, you're super chill when we roll. <laughs> and I wonder, like, you think that's a product of these practices? He's waiting for you, man. Yeah, he's just so fucking he's relaxed. waiting. Uh, absolutely I mean I, I, I've wondered that a lot because like I mean I wasn't relaxed at the start but Chase is you know Chase does his lectures about being calm yeah. and I'm like alright I know how to do this this is the nervous system stuff right someone's choking me my system's getting activated I'm going to thrash like I said before I'll lose access to my higher brain okay so how do I how do I bring that down while I'm rolling well part of it would be like I'm rolling with a friend like I'm safe part of it's going to be feeling the ground like if I'm feeling just the ground I'm feeling him noticing my breath I'm not worrying about shit. So it's using all the same stuff that I would use to just regulate the stress level, the nervous system day to day. I absolutely use it in jujitsu as well, which is probably a part of the calmness. Yeah. That's really cool. So applicable. Like it could be, it could be integrated into coaching athletes. And the other day, Chase was choking me and I found myself picturing Jesus and Buddha. (laughs) And that's what helped me like get through it. I was like, well, if I die, these teachers are waiting. Like, <laughs> and so that, that helped me, I think, to get in, back into parasympathetic. Like it was more of a visualization because uh, my body, everything shifted when I just like put my attention on a much uh-huh. higher power than my own little struggles. But it seems this embodiment practice is, um, yeah, just super applicable in so many circumstances. Uh-huh. Well, you could like, I think the first lesson, one of the first ones in Rage Heart at the moment is, um, they call it resourcing. It's just all, like, one thing I love about this nervous system thing is, like, it's shit, everyone, some people already do it intuitively. A lot of people do this shit intuitively. A lot of people don't, but they give a lot of really useful words to help people navigate. So one of the words is resourcing. And a resource is anything that helps soothe or settle the nervous system. So it could be alcohol, getting wasted, smoking cigarettes, getting high, whatever. Like, there's a million things we do. Some of them are unhealthy, because they disconnect us from what we're feeling. It's more like a bypass. Um, some are healthy. Some are external, like looking at the environment, nature. Some are internal, such as thinking about Buddha or Jesus or something like that. As they talk about cultivating our resources, ex- cultivating the different things, knowing what helps us calm down and, so- and then using it intentionally. So if that helps you calm down, it's like, remember that. And then when you roll, play into it. Mm. Um, yeah. Cool. And so Rage Heart, is it, I'm just picturing this, maybe I'm wrong. Is it like an online self-directed kind of course or is it involved like 
where you have live sessions with people? How does it work? Yeah, at the moment, it's um, I'm doing like a day. I call it a daily rage, daily email. If people want to learn more, um, so I do that. And then uh, the course itself, I kind of think about it like uh, I like also like Headspace and Calm, like these meditation apps. Yeah, sure. Do. I was like, I, like <laughs> building an app like that would be fifty grand or a hundred grand. So I'm like, let's start with something like that, but not that, but something like that. You know, where people can just like log in on their own time. It's not like an hour and a half. The woman I learned this with, she's amazing. She's fantastic. But I've sent people to her and she just, it's too much. It's too much information. It's too hard to get through. A lot of people just don't do it because it's, it's overwhelming. So I'm like, what? I want to make it easy for people. That's where my brain goes. How do I make this so, how do I remove as much friction as possible from this process? So people are more likely to take action on doing it. Um, so it's, yeah, it's an online course. They sign up. I think the first 10 days are 10 minutes each. And then they start to increase. Uh, by a minute a day after that. Uh, they can do it at their own time. I'm using a software that uh, makes it a little bit like a video game where there's experience points, there's badges, there's little animations that pop up. So instead dopamine of, rewards. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, getting all of that shit in there. So I'm like, let's Give let's, me that dopamine, man. Exactly. Everyone needs a little that. reward. Cool. Yeah. So, um, and how long, how many days is the process as it is now? It. I mean, I want to get I've, uh, get I want to get sixty lessons in there, sixty rages, but it's not a daily thing. I mean, a big part of this work you guys get with the plant work, right? It's it takes its own time, and one of the lessons, one of the early things you learn in rage art is one of the lessons is how to follow your impulse. So it's instead of thinking about what to do, what you need, what you want to do, that kind of thing. It's like learning to feel what's the impulse, right. where's the intuition, where's that taking you. So sometimes that means doing it every day, but. Like even three years like later after getting into this, like I I'll read a, I'll read a bit of like a book in this like field, it stirs up so much I like need to take a week just to process it. Um, so I tell people like do as much as you want. Like you can maximum you can do is one a day. But if you feel like you need to take a break, take a break. If you like start to get think about it like um, if you're doing a rage, if you're doing any any exercise like this and it starts to get too overwhelming, where it's like you can no longer stay present to, in the body to sensation, you're off thinking about who knows what you're getting really sleepy um anxious like these things that might come up that's a good time to pause and just stop and feel it and wait for things to settle and then continue and so a big part of the process is letting go of the control of trying to be like i've got to get it done in this many days and it's got to happen by this date it's like the body knows and like learning to flow with that and there's no i find this difficult even now but it's learning to trust that and not just go going with that so i can't tell people some people it might be three months some people it might be a year you know i love this stuff so much it's, it's just it just become a lifestyle for me um, yeah so depends on the person <clears throat> can you explain where rage heart came from yeah i was gonna ask why yeah, why, yeah. The, why do you call it rages you rage ages yeah um why did i this came up like sometime last year i just went through like you know, I was doing a bunch of. Uh, I worked in marketing for a long time. I've done a bunch of business courses. And I ended up with this book on naming. Um, this woman was like, it was like eighty different ways to name a company. And there's all this, a lot of psychology that goes into how to name something. Uh, one thing is the sound, how something sounds, right? So if you have like an itty bitty, e e e, it sounds very small. So people make unconscious assumptions about the brand based on how it sounds. So if you want to sound small, use a name like that. But if you don't, probably don't use a sound like that. And then as this, the mouth gets wider, e, uh, 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 ooh. ooh is the most powerful sound. They've done studies on it, right? So 
Google, Yahoo, these ah. sounds convey power. Before you even know what the company does, the impression is this is a big fucking company. It's all unconscious and automatic. That's just one example from this book. Uh, YouTube. YouTube, yeah, exactly. So then you can, by understanding how this stuff works, it's okay, I, you know, I want Raychart to sound big and powerful. Like Part of the idea with Raychart too is all this stuff in this space, there's a lot of women in this space, which is wonderful, but it, a lot of the stuff is how it flows. It's very feminine, it's very light, and it's very nice, and it's great. There's a market for that. There's people who need that. And meditation too. Like It's all just very happy, and I wanted to you know, take Raychart and take this stuff that, especially dudes, you're going to think, oh, it's too touchy-feely, like, that's not for me kind of thing. I wanted to make it cool and make it feel like this is, like, this is not some wussy little thing that you it's do. Powerful. This is the kind of thing that's going to give you, like, going to make you who you really are deep down. Like, it's going to give you your power back. Um, the way I've changed um, Ray Chart now on, like, the, on the homepage is Unleash the Beast, with the idea being, like, the beast is, like, this aggression, not in an uncontrolled, dangerous way, but in a skillful way in a skillful like knowing who you are it's the same thing with the plants like giving people back to themselves which to me is not this like you're gonna be like a vegan hippie with like really like no biceps like you know blow away in the wind yeah you see these people right i'm like i want to make this shit cool for like people who are like strong and tough and like they get shit done like i want to make it for them so then rage heart felt like well rage it's been a big part of my journey the heart i guess is a reference to emotion and feeling and then bringing those two things together you know? yeah yeah it's i i often talk about it on this podcast too like why i think initiation practices and different things are really valuable mm. and spending time with you know different like indigenous cultures whether it's peoples in the amazon or in africa where i was and i notice a big difference between like our kind of western modern culture and those cultures and those cultures offer a lot more space for this kind of expression whether it's through ritual dance and like chanting and screaming and whatever it is, it's like, it's a part of the culture. It's a ritual that's, that's part of the life. And there's so many opportunities to root, to, to move these energies and release these. Mm -hmm. And in our modern culture, it's like somehow become taboo and you're just supposed to just like supposed to, you know, it somehow is expected that you just kind of keep it to yourself and you, you know, and and so people just turn turn to things like alcohol or medication or whatever it is so they can quietly you know avoid these feelings and anger rage <laughs> that powerful instinctual feeling that comes up for a reason it has to be expressed mm -hmm. and and the conspiracy theorists in me thinks that like it was it was somehow intentionally integrated into our culture to not express that because then we're disempowered then it's trapped in our body and we no longer fight against things that aren't in alignment with ourselves that that crush our freedom that are you know it's just like we become docile, docile creatures that are mm -hmm. ill because of these these powerful emotions are trapped and they're eating us from the inside so i think it's really amazing uh that you have something like this uh, available so it's, well, it's like amazing. going back to what he said though about like an animal is able to express immediately like if we corner a dog it's going to snarl if they remove if you remove that element from the human being like when what will all our boundaries be totally like we're going to keep demoralizing the human being until we're meant to be we feel we should be weak and docile and succumb to anxiety and fear and depression and so forth and so on and a lot of people do <clears throat> mm. or they succumb by by uh, um, numbing it, 
And totally. And animals, like, they're such teachers. Because look at the king of all the animals, the lion. Like, when you're talking about how you move your head slow to, like, come back to parasympathetic to calm, the lion is pretty much always super chill. Like, he, like he's just chilling. He even sees the prey. I've watched David Attenborough. He sees the prey and he's like, takes his time. And then when he's ready, he goes and gets it. But like, why is he the king of the animals? Because he's, he knows he is. He's just so calm and he releases, he roars when he needs to. <laughs> and like, that's an embodiment and a demonstration of, I think, a, a state of total empowerment and being so freaking calm about it. <laughs> It's funny, you remind me of like, I was in Sydney a while ago, that's where I'm from, I was out to dinner with my dad and a couple of his friends, and uh, at some point in the conversation, I just noticed myself getting really pissed off with my dad's friend, and at first I was like, what's wrong with me, like, oh, this must be projecting, I'm getting triggered, of course, because blah, 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 and at some point, something clicked where I'm like, no, I'm fucking, I'm pissed off, because he's fucking with me in a very manipulative way, like is um, not in like an abusive way, just like telling stories and then sucking me in and then I'd ask him a question, just playing games. And I realized that that anger that was starting to come up was my body's way of saying, fuck him, basically. <laughs> and so it's been this really cool thing of like, in, like, I grew up in a very religious thing where it's like, don't get angry, turn the other cheek, be all submissive. And like, there is a time to be like that. But like what you're saying, what I've come to realize is like these emotions, like if I'm angry with someone, sometimes I can be projecting, but sometimes it's like this person is either dangerous or they're doing something like there's a line that's being crossed and I need to do something about it. And that's what the anger is there for. So it's starting to see anger is like, this is my system talking to me, telling me like, you need to do something here, man. And all the different emotions are like that. Whereas in the past it was like, no, I, I, I just, I'm just not an angry person. And it got me into trouble thankfully not too bad trouble but it certainly got me into a lot of trouble not not expressing the emotion or what what was getting you into trouble well like that anger thing like not trusting those things okay because we talked about like i actually where i met felix was i was in thailand at the time this is a long story i was working with these coaches and they turned out to be very manipulative but it took me a while to realize it right and so like i had before i ever hired them i remember feeling a funny feeling somewhere i just didn't listen to it and then afterwards, we'd had like a ceremony thing together. It was pretty terrible. And afterwards, I, I, um, I felt angry. It was one of the things I felt was ang- anger. But I was doing that thing. I'm projecting. It's my issue. You know, I'm just going to have to work this out on my own. And it wasn't until like a couple months later when I started to put the dots together and realize what had happened with these people that I realized that anger was the same thing. It was like, this is a message. My system's like, these people are not cool, man. You need to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, but this is, <clears throat> I guess this is the trap we keep coming back to with this, you know, I notice this more in America or um, Canada especially, and when Safa listens to this, she's going to think I'm doting on Canada again, but we had this she's, experience. She's down with that. She's down no. with it, yeah, man. <laughs> she, uh, we had this experience, we went to a knife shop or this camping store. They still sell knives in Canada? They do. Wow. And... uh I stepped in front of this guy. He was looking at a case, and I stepped in front of him. He goes, oh, sorry. And I looked at him. I'm like, dude, I stepped in front of you. It was just like... That's very Canadian. Why are you being so polite? Like, 
it's a bit different in the states. I feel like there's a bit more willpower. Like if you go to New York, man, people will they'll tell you right away <laughs> you're being a fucking dick. You go to Edmonton, you punch someone in the face. They're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, my face got in the way." <laughs> <laughs> but that I love you, Canadians. That docile <laughs> nature is what's allowing things to unfold within their country, even currently, uh-huh. in a way that are they're unjust. But people can't, there's, we can't muster, we can't access that energy. And I want to relate it to everyone, you know, myself included, is that inability to access that anger in a healthy way mm-hmm. and utilize it as a positive thing. So is that yeah. something that, that you relate within your healing practices is accessing that anger in a healthy way and then utilizing it for X, Y, and Z? Or I think part of it is like, like, yeah, learning to work with it. You talked about it before, right? Na- learning to navigate energies. So it's like it comes up. What do I do with it? If I don't know how to work with it, say with that towel or the growling, then I'm either going to snap at someone around me, my partner, my friends, my my family, whoever, or I'm going to snap at myself. It's about anger goes out or it goes in. It's going somewhere. But if it's you know, I don't want it to go into the people around me unless it's justified, and I certainly don't want it to going into me. So it's like let's put it into the towel because the towel's not going to get offended and upset with me, right? So having that as a way like having having outlets ways to express things in a healthy way but then having that gets it sort of creates capacity in the system so for that energy then it flows so that i can get up and do something with business or you know if people are in canada and dealing with governments and things like that you know so it's part of it's about getting because i think a lot of us um we've shut this stuff down like if it wasn't safe for us to express anger as a kid because our mom or our dad or whoever it was shamed us into it or use some kind of technique to get us to stay quiet we'll be holding that in and so it's getting that to move getting it out and then there's more flow in the system for things like and that's probably why like with these people like um, that situation with that dude in Sydney people in Thailand it's like okay once learning to work with it and starting to realize this is not a problem this is not there's nothing wrong with me for feeling angry yeah. about anything it's just learning to understand it and hear the message and not put it onto the people around me unless again it's justified yeah yeah you mentioned like triggers and projections and in a lot of the circles i've been around with plant medicine it's that's often the language and it's like if you get angry at someone it's often you know interpreted as oh you're projecting you know work with your trigger and it maybe it's a it's a fine balance but i'm just perceiving a different way of, of working with that instead of who cares if it's a projection or a trigger regardless of why that's arising it's maybe focus the intention on allowing it to express and move in a healthy way rather than just trying to write it off and you know uh, it's just it's, like suppress it like a lot of people might feel that anger and then they drink suppress it, it because it's something. they think that it's they're wrong or they invented it or yeah they don't want to feel it but that whole <clears throat> system of Utilizing those words was, it was gaslighting. I was about to say that. It was all it's gaslighting. Way, it's, yeah. it's used as gaslight, especially in these spiritual communities. I see this all the time. Yeah. Of like, oh, you're projecting your, sure, to some degree, I'm projecting some of my emotions onto you. You're probably feeling those emotions. But when you're an asshole to me, I'm going to be a fucking asshole back. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. You're, you're, you're treating me like shit. I'm not going to allow that to happen. But I think, like, with gaslighting, there, it's usually at least as I understand it, it's an, in, it's intentional. They're intentionally doing that to deflect. Not but always. I think, uh, yeah, I think in a lot of cases they really believe it. I believed it. I was that person too, that would talk to people like that because at the time 
I believed it just mentally, even though I wasn't really connecting the dots with it, because that's what I believed for myself too. And you mean like a Stockholm syndrome kind of thing? Well, like no. Yeah. Or if, 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 if someone's coming at me and they're angry at me for something, you know, I would, I would say it's projection and say, work with that. It's not about me. It's about you. And it was fundamentally based in my understanding that our whole reality, our whole experience is a projection. It comes from ourselves. So every person, everything that they say and do, if it initiates a response, it's, I think that fundamentally it's not them. It is me because that person could say the exact same thing to something else and that person, the, and that person will have no reaction at all. It won't impact them. So like these triggers, these buttons that exist, they're on me because of life experience, because of what happened in childhood and it's like re-triggering something, right? Nonetheless, I think there's a way to navigate that or facilitate that for myself or someone else and just like acknowledging that that feeling is real and to work with it rather than tell them that it's their projection, but it rather like, okay, you're angry. Like here's, let's have some tools, you know, like, it's, it's such a challenging mentality because I've heard a lot of stories of these non-dual communities. I don't know if you know about these non-dual. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. Where people are raping each other and they're like, well, it doesn't matter. It's okay because we're all one. And it's I, all a dream. It's, it's all, all an illusion. Of, yeah, it's a part of me. So Yeah, that's an abuse of what there is truth to the underlying <laughs> the philosophy of it, right? But it's, it's, a, it's a stupid manipulation and you're causing harm, right? It's like... It's like the irony, like I see with these people, because those people in Thailand gaslit the shit out of me with that kind of stuff, like, oh, you're just projecting, blah, blah, blah. And eventually, like where I, how I look at this now is when people do that, say those kinds of things, and I've, yeah, they usually believe it. I think some of them probably, they're, they're crafty enough that they know exactly what they're doing. Some of them don't, where it's like, I think what happens if I go to confront someone who's made a mistake, and it's not really that big a deal. All I want to hear them is just say, sorry, I, I'll try again i'll try i won't do it again something like that but these people sometimes like it's like i think they have like a shame there's some deep-seated shame stuff so they're very hard for them to take responsibility for making a mistake so when i call them out on something their way of evading they're trying to get out of that response they feel a little bit of that shame which then triggers you could say probably what i imagine is a truckload of toxic shame from earlier in their life they don't see that connection in themselves what they feel is that they're being assaulted or attacked by me. So then they're, well, you're just projecting. You're just, <laughs> what do you, don't be so uptight. It's, it's not that big of a deal. They're, they're trying to protect that shame. They're trying to, because they don't want to feel that. So as long as they can tell themselves, it's really about their story they're telling themselves. But hopefully I believe it too. Because if I believe it, it's easier for them, for them to believe it. They need to believe the story that they're not at fault. Because as long as they're not at fault, they don't have to feel, because there's a, such a thing as healthy shame, which they talk about in the nervous system stuff. Healthy, you make a mistake. That healthy, like, oh, that's healthy. The toxic shame is, oh my God, that means I'm a terrible, bad person and I'm worthless. And I think what happens is people can have a little bit of healthy shame that triggers toxic shame and they hate, it's a, it's a terrible feeling. No one wants to feel that. And so they do all kinds of things to not feel it. Right. Especially if their spirituality involves like positive affirmations and the toxic shame tells them they're a piece of shit and they're like, no, I am powerful. Yeah, there's yeah. like this addiction to like always being, like there's a place for that, like being in the divine and all that stuff. And people are beautiful and deep down they're perfect. But the addiction or the, the need to always be in that, this is kind of like with Rage Hard too. I don't want to always, I don't want to present it like that. I want to tell people this is not for the faint of heart. Like this is hard work. This is messy. It's chaotic. Yeah. It means dealing with some really uncomfortable shit. On the other side of that, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. But it's not 
going to be all sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. Shame is super useful. It sucks. But I think shame exists. It, it, it just It's so primal and it, it exists to keep us to keep us from doing shit that would have us uh, 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 expelled from the community, from the tribe, right? Right. And so you feel the shame so you can correct, autocorrect, and not be a dick or do something uh, uh, or steal or lie or, you know, be dishonest. It's like you, the shame comes up to, to remind you mm. of what's most important for your survival and on you know on another level for your integration in the community and friendship and acceptance and yeah safety I mean it's, it comes it comes safety. Out, yeah. keeps you safe alive thank you shame you are amazing <laughs> when people say don't be ashamed I'll be like no feel ashamed <laughs> it's really good so your practice I mean we talked a lot about anger but it applies to any any emotion that we would have a tendency to want to avoid or repress or I mean I'm still learning this right like before I came here I was watching um, some Netflix with Ellie my sister here in Peru and uh, I was we, we just we pausing it every five or ten minutes and just psychoanalyzing the characters but I was like I was <laughs> that pointing out fun. that like when these girls get excited in the show like they're in New York they work at uh, Cosmo magazine it's called Scarlet in the show but when these girls get excited in the show they're like eee! like they do this like really feminine girly like oh they, they're so expressive with it and I uh, said to um, I'm nervous with Ellie because it was like a week ago I opened Ray Chart up for the first time and, and um, it's uh, eight customers I went out and told Ellie I was like we've got eight people in there now and she's like oh my god that's amazing and I'm like, yeah, it's cool. She's like, you excited? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you don't seem excited. And so it kind of got me thinking, okay, so like the aggression, you know, I can work with that. But like the joy, we talked, to, you talked to me about this, right? Felix. Um, was I'm wondering now is like learning, like all this stuff needs to be expressed. I do feel excitement or joy, but I don't like do what the girls do in the show. I don't think I do anything. I just continue on with my day kind of thing. And I was chatting to Ellie about it and like, because she's, be much better about it and going oh I think what what would really help is the kind of like the aggression with the angst when I start to feel it I know what that feels like in my body I know how to express it I know what to do with it joy for some reason makes me a lot more uncomfortable and so now like you know the intention is you know for the next few weeks is to let's play with that and when I'm feeling excited let's actually like express that out so it's with all the emotions um, everything we feel is to stop holding everything so in to stop being so stiff and tight and like yeah I'm still learning I mean this is I, you know so soon you'll stuff. be going, yee! Yeah, I'm going to be doing that girly. I'm just, you know, what's she doing this show? She's just like, yee! And they do that like high-pitched squeal, you know. <laughs> you guys got to watch Arrested Development. Have you no, watched Arrested Development? A couple episodes of that, I think. You gotta there's get a lot of the, psychoanalyzing the, there, too. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's like, a good show, huh? It's a really good show. This manipulative father that's created all these issues in his children. and But they have this very unique expression of certain emotions so i will let you watch it i'm not gonna spoil it for you I'll just anyways i'm just yeah, thinking yeah, of the that, males yeah. in that show expressing joy yeah I, i'm the same way with with joy in a way because my wife will get excited about something you uh. know? and i'll be like yeah i'm excited You're like but are you excited and i'm like yeah i'm super excited <laughs> like, we were talking like ellie and i like with chicks it's like like dudes it's almost like it's we've been i don't know if it's a cultural thing or, or like biological but it's like we're raised. It's okay to be angry and aggressive and dominant and fucking get shit done. Kind of like that's that aggression kind of energy. 
it's not really as cool to cry. Like if you're crying with your friends at school, like it's not a cool thing to do, you know? Like it's, especially if you do like really like giddy sort of high pitched squeal if you're excited, like it's not going to be cool at school. You'll get, you'll get laughed at. Exactly. Whereas if you, you know, for chicks, it's almost the other way around. Like that's, they're, they're so, you know, willing to cry and be emotional and you watch them talk and like they're, they're just much better. I don't know if naturally or culturally, but they are but they have trouble with anger and aggression and being assertive and dominant and those kinds of things. So it's like, that's why I think it's, you know, I'm learning a lot from my sister, like seeing her and it is the way she grows and develops and go, oh, okay. So like I could do with a bit more of that. And then she said, well, we're talking about anger. She's like, well, I could do a bit more, with a bit more of that too. So there's gender differences here. Um, you know, I don't think I'm actually going to squeal, but like I might dance around the house or something. It's like finding ways that are authentic for me, but the basic idea is to express things, to be emotionally expressive. Otherwise it gets all stuck. Yeah, because I because I went through this phase of like stoicism. You ever you know yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like non attachment stoicism, and it's like staying in the kind of a you know I think you know one way to look at it is like a lot of people are like a pendulum and it's just swinging from extreme to extreme and they use so much energy and in those emotions and and stoicism is just about like being centered and not getting swayed in any direction and and perhaps there's a balance you know it's like because i think with 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 my wife with marta it's like i can learn a lot in terms of she an emotion comes up she expresses it and lets it out in the moment and it's you know six years five years into our marriage sometimes it's still overwhelming for me i'm like shit you know she's like really pissed off right now and for me it's like fuck and then two minutes later everything's fine because she let it out Mm-hmm. so it's like firstly learning oh just just let just let her you know don't get attached to this moment that she's feeling this is like it'll pass you know and then but and then from my side i'm kind of the opposite i'm just like pretty much <laughs> the same <laughs> regardless but there are certainly moments where i can feel it like anger especially is one that i can feel when it's i feel it so much more than i used to i feel what it does to me i feel like shit and then it'll get locked in my mind of these stories and playing out these scenarios and i should have said this and then and and so now my outlet for that kind of thing is the gym jujitsu that's how it moves and i find myself all dealing with all that shit a lot less stress anger um it's just like moving that energy Mm -hmm. and so sometimes when i'm at the gym i don't like going to the gym but i'll be like you know pushing weight and as i'm pushing weight i'm imagining this angry situ- this situation that angered me uh-huh. and this person and i'm just like putting it all into the, er, those reps and then you by the it. end of it, i'm like ah. uh-huh. and it's gone i don't even think about it anymore uh-huh. you know the charge is just it's just discharged into the iron so <laughs> yeah uh, it's just the same kind of thing yeah it's tuning into the the energy yeah with the memory or whatever it is that works and then channeling it into something yeah that's the way to do it. That's why all those dudes in prison are all fucking all ripped because they're pissed <laughs> off, and they've that's the they found that's their their way to get and, through that. And cans of tuna, cans of tuna. I had a guy who got out of jail. He's like, "You want to get ripped?" He's like, "Only eat cans of tuna." He's like, "You'll get ripped." Huh. That it makes pretty. sense. It's probably the mercury that really gets into the muscles. <laughs> it's all them cams and microplastics. <laughs> This so, is this is amazing. Yeah, yeah this is I'm intrigued. I want to. I want to. I want to do it. Yeah, yeah. 
Rageheart.co. Rageheart.co.co. We've got to work on that dot com. Some DJ's got it from who knows where. So CEO you can also do rage.heart. Yeah. Rage.heart. I could do that, yeah. That's Heart. a bit unconventional. There's though, so like. many. But you should be unconventional. Man. Yeah, but now, <laughs> I mean, I see so many businesses and websites now, they use like, it doesn't matter anymore because whatever's easiest to remember. Whatever's easy to remember. Yeah. Well, I figure that most people are probably aren't even going to type like type the, the web address in. They'll probably go to Google and type in rage. A lot of people do that too. As long as it's number one for that, it's all good. Yeah. Which I think it is because no one else cool. is doing rage out right now, so. I'm going to check out the website. Uh, yeah, man. Come check it out. So <clears throat> if I'm a person who's interested <clears throat> in Rageheart, do I sign up for a course? Do I sign up for individual classes? Do I sign up, like, is there, like, a set curriculum I sign up for? Or how does this work? Well, you've got to do, like, an entrance exam uh, with 40 questions. <laughs> Then have an admissions meeting with the <laughs> university. <laughs> no, you just go to Ragechart. Go, go to Google, type in Ragechart. Should be number one. Go to Ragechart.co, the website. There's a landing page. It'll basically say Unleash the Beast or whatever it happens to say when you get there. There'll be a little link to say sign up for the daily rage. Sign up for that with your email address. Um, you'll get some emails, an email a day. Um, and then uh, at the moment, at least when we're recording this, the plan is to open up Ragechart once a month just so I can because it's relatively new, just kind of controlling how many people come in at once so I can make sure I can handle it and then just to see how everyone's progress goes, make sure everyone's getting the help they need. Um, so yeah, right now it would be signing up for the Daily Rage. That's where you hear about when, um, when a new opening. will open. Yeah, that's basically it, yeah, the Daily uh, Rage and the course. Okay, so there's like a cohort each month and you want, because you do offer like individual support and communication. Like There's like a, I mean, I do like a welcome call with people. I'm not doing like one-on-one calls uh, at the moment. Uh, I may add that later. We'll see. It'll probably just depend. If people really want it, I'll add yeah. it in. Uh, but the main thing is the the course itself, learning to do it for yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the really empowering thing when you, you know, the way I learned this, uh, learn, learn all about this with her whole thing is the way she brands it is become your own medicine. Learning to do it for yourself so that you can, that you can do this. You don't need someone else there. It can be very helpful to have someone there and I've had that. I mean, I can do that with the plans, but. Uh, it might even deepen your, what you can receive from someone else if you've done some of this well, work guy, with I yourself. I was one-on-one. I'd already done his wife's course a couple times through, so I already had all the basics in place. And if I was going to work with someone one-on-one, I'd much rather that they'd already done the course because then I don't need to go over all this basic stuff. We can just go, like, drop right in. Yeah. Sweet. So. Cool, man. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool, so, man. <clears throat> say your website one more time so we hear it. Rageheart.co. Rage hard. One other thing I just thought of is it's got some rock and roll music in there. You know, instead of this airy fairy meditation music with some nice piano and some rain in the background, every rage at the moment starts off with like a heavy metal song. Just Metallica. Which, what you like? Uh, I, I, I can't use Metallica or anything like that. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's, a, it's a stock song, but it's a, it's pretty heavy. I like <laughs> it. Is it like this? Uh. <laughs> That's a bit heavier than that. Yeah, this is more like classic rock. This is more like this friends is like sitcom. Sitcom, yeah. <laughs> Sitting down, calm. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Johnny. It sounds where? like a bit like ACD or ACDC. Like a soft PG version. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. Yeah. Well, uh, let's wrap it up. This was yeah, I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I learned Thank a lot you. from this. Yeah, yeah. I had Thank no idea sharing. what what it was about. I'm glad I didn't ask you before it's because so it was cute. really, yeah. Yeah, I mean, part of the challenge with it is it's, it's, most people are so used to this mental approach, mental health even they call it, right? I don't, I'm still trying to figure out the best, like the best way to describe it because it's so, 
opposite to the way most people are used to working on this stuff, unless they're into the plants. And this, they probably kind of get it then. But the average person, it's a whole different way of approaching yeah. things. I find with that, like, the more you talk about it, the better you articulate it. You know what I mean? Well, that's the point. That's and why so I'm doing I think you've articulated it very well, but well, obviously that'll keep... We'll have to do three or four more episodes. Yeah, we'll just keep talking about it. <laughs> this is like, we'll check in in a few months. We'll see surface. where you're at. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I'd love, love to have you back. Sounds yeah. good, man. Thank all you for having me. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks yeah, for joining yeah. us. Thanks, everybody. We love you. We love you all. See you next time on Beyond Words. See you next time. See you next time. See you next time. Sometime. <laughs>